This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you were with us on Monday and Tuesday, you know we started by studying Psalm 138 and we're really focusing in on the second part of verse 2 which says, Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. And we said yesterday that the word is probably the greatest of all manifestations of God because Jesus is the word and we have the written word and together they are the source of our life. We quoted from Psalm 119 yesterday the importance of the word. For example, in 105 it says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the Word of God, Juni, really needs to become a way of life for us. The Word is the ultimate standard on which one day we will be judged. And the the significant thing is, living in the world that's so dark and sinful, we have to be so careful that other things don't interfere with receiving the Word as God has intended it to be, June. And that's a great danger. And we see a real teaching Shelley in Psalm 138 in the first three verses that God has given us a free will and David writes I will give thanks with all my heart I will give praise to thee before the God small g I will bow down toward thy holy temple and we see that David chose to bow down to worship God and sing praises, and to thank him in all situations. So no matter what comes our way, if we can remember these three things, I will give thanks, I will praise the Lord, and I will bow down. Something can happen and transpire within our life that the word of God might become flesh to us, just like Jesus himself is the word of God. And David was a man of the word. He loved the word and he even said, I delight to do thy will. Well, you can't do the will of God unless you know the word. So it's such a vital part of our life. And what I started to say before, Junie, we need to be careful that we need to receive the word as it was intended to be because there's so much that could dilute the word of God. For example, we have our own filtering system, if we could say it like that. How much of the word that you receive is influenced by our culture? How much is it influenced by the media, what the world is saying? 
how much of the word uh, uh, is tainted by our own personal prejudices or some of the experiences that we've had. And somehow, whether it's consciously or subconsciously or unconsciously, these things tend to dilute the word and the intention that God had for that word. And, you know, maybe in seeing that Jesus is the word, that the word is more than just something cold and hard and written down on paper, but the word is a person. Yes, And Lord. it's just almost like love or forgiveness. It's not a concept. It becomes a person. Yes, God is Lord. love. And forgiveness was magnified in the life of Jesus through all the rejection that he received from his own, even unto death, he chose to forgive. So when we see that the word is really the person of God himself, and we cry out for that word to become alive in us, we won't read it as a cold edict or a command, but we would see that God wants to impart to us his life to allow him to live his life in and through us. And perhaps, Juni, we all need to ask ourselves, is the word of God transforming our lives? If it's not, we're not receiving it the way God intended it to be. And God's word is the ultimate word. It's the final word. And we are called to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I think it's important here to say, Shelley, that for every listener, there is a way that can change the way you perceive God's word. Ask him to forgive you if you don't believe that the word has been transforming you or you've been having troubles in your life that you can't seem to get past. Ask the Lord to help you. Cry out to him for wisdom. And he can enlighten you to his word, his way, who he is. And no matter how difficult the times are that we're facing, He is able to transform us and bring us shalom, peace, in the midst of turmoil. Jenny, I'd like to read something out of John chapter 17, which goes along with the things we're saying. If you have your Bibles, turn to John 17, beginning at verse 13. We read the following. But now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them thy word. And the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask thee to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Junie, this is such a powerful statement. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. First, let's say this, the word sanctify in both the Old and the New Covenants means basically to set apart, and most often in its usage, it refers to something or someone that is set apart to God for his use. So, the question we need to ask, have you been sanctified by the truth? Have you been sanctified by the word of God? Because as you As you mature in the Lord, as you are a man or a woman of God, you are being sanctified, set apart from the wisdom of the world, and you will be living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Because we could look back in our lives, Junie, and I feel the ones that have influenced influenced our lives so much were the men and the women of the word. 
Thy word is truth, and the truth shall set us free. And we see, Shelley, 18 in Hebrew is chai, life. And in verse 18 of John chapter 17, it says, And thou didst send me, meaning Jesus, into the world. I also have sent them into the world. And for their sake I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. So in other words, Jesus went before us and separated himself for our sake. He sanctified himself for our sake, that we might be sanctified in him. And it goes on to say, I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me. So we see, Shelley, that with all the divisions and all the um, different denominations and our people, the Jews, not yet seeing that Hashem is really Jesus, Yeshua, that the word has become flesh, really seeing that in this time and in this age, the kingdom's of this world have not yet fully become the kingdom of our God, but it will one day that we would be individuals who would say, Lord, I choose to be sanctified, set apart, and no matter what tribulation comes my way, I'm going to trust you, Lord, Amen. and I'm going to trust that your word will give me wisdom in how to show those around me your love, your forgiveness, your peace, and... I know, Shelley, that that is what led so many of the Roman soldiers to salvation when the martyrs in uh, Rome who went into the lion's den and whose bodies were torn apart, when the Roman soldiers went to gather the bodies and they saw smiles on these faces, that was impossible. They fell on their knees and they accepted Jesus as the Lord because God's word is eternal it was before, and it is, and it will yet come. It is eternal. Though everything else fades away, the word of God shall live forever. Amen. Amen. And we see in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, The word of God is, a living, and a, is living, active, and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And the word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So we see the power of the word. So God's word is the ultimate and final authority. And everything in our lives must be tested. Our speech, our conduct, our heart, our life must be tested by the word of God. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The word of God is the word of life. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword that divides, Shelley, and we need divided for us by God. Yes, Lord. What is of our spirit and what is of our flesh? And only God can divide that for us. And if our heart is pure, in other words, if all we want really is the will of God and we desire to be sanctified, set apart for him, we want him to reveal to us the difference between our flesh 
and our spirit. And that only comes from knowing, believing, and trusting in the word of God. Yes, Lord. And it's very costly, Shelley. I know in our life we've experienced many times of pain and sorrow when we have chosen to be sanctified and believe God's word and walk in his truth. And there's nothing more peaceful, even though there's turmoil in um, in the world not seeing or understanding because our families didn't know the Lord and they thought we were crazy. We could pray for them and we could be a demonstration through the love you, and Lord. forgiveness that we have in our hearts for those who really do not understand. And as we conclude today, we remember that in John 6, a number of the disciples went away. They left Jesus. And so Jesus asked the 12, do you also want to go away? And in John six sixty-eight, we read, but Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. What a powerful statement that is. Where else shall we go but to him? He has the words of eternal life. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for a word that's alive. Yes. We thank you for a word that's powerful. For your life, we Lord. We thank you, Lord, for a word that can give us life, the transforming power of the word. That's what we want in all of our lives, that we can become effective witnesses and demonstrate the living word in our lives. We pray this for all of us in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.